Yeah, as uh, Jim said, my name is Aaron. Um, I've been attending Reston Bible Church since I was in third grade. My parents still come uh, to RBC. Uh, I've been on staff as one of the youth pastors since 2008. Um, I have uh, three kids, uh, Sarah, Jeremiah, and Joshua. They're in uh, 7th, 9th, and 11th grade. Um, picture on the left is after one of our junior high uh, events this spring. Uh, where everyone gets covered in colors and mess and goo, and it is a delightful event. That's definitely a part, part of my life. And then the other picture there is uh, over the summer, uh, we, um, we were traveling up in New England, went to a whole bunch of different places, but I really like baseball. I've always wanted to go to a game at Fenway. I don't really let, care about the Red Sox, but I've always wanted to go to a game at Fenway. Just some. Some we did over the summer. Uh, I, uh, I umpire a lot of baseball games as well and uh, really enjoy that. Um, well, as I was praying through this theme, life uh, unexpected, God as expected, uh, three stories uh, from my life really came, came to my mind, and they all, they all had the same theme. When, life, when my life was uncertain, when things weren't going my way, when I was like, God, what on earth is going on? Uh, when I was hurting, and really, even a lot of times when I'm really rejoicing, I'd esteem that God's word is true and is the ultimate and final authority in my life. And when everything is crazy, will I submit to his lordship and his leadership in my life? And just kind of two verses that, that repeat on like infinite loop cycle in my brain um, that I'll share with you and then just dive into some of my story. First of, them, first of all is from Isaiah 55, and it says this, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. You know, this verse here in Isaiah talks about how basically God is infinitely smarter, wiser, has a far greater plan um, than anything I could think of and imagine. And in that analogy that he's saying there about his, his wisdom, his ways, his thoughts compared to my ways, my wisdom and thoughts, is that, is that as, as, the high, as high as the heavens are above the earth. And, you know, if you look at, uh, you know, astronomy, you pull, you pull out your magnet or telescope there we go um look out and it's just it's infinite right i know people will be like well we've those, the astronomers will be like it's 50 billion light years or something across or whatever i mean that's beyond what we could travel conceive whatever um and that's how, the way that god describes his wisdom uh in relation to mine there's one other thing that God describes in that exact same way, and that's found in Psalm 103.11. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, far greater than anything I could think of, imagine, contemplate, so great is his steadfast love towards those who fear him. I love that portion where it even, how it even describes his love as a steadfast, unchanging, unshakable love, um, love for me. He is infinitely wise, good, smart, powerful, and he's infinitely loving towards me. Um, and, uh, you know, it's very similar to what uh, Mike Myers was sharing about last night. The, the, the fact, uh, if, um, 
If you ever prayed, prayed with me, I, 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 a lot of times I end my prayers with the same way, that God, I thank you that you are God and that you are good. Um, Myers phrased it a little differently, but that's that same resting in this, both the sovereignty and the goodness of God. Um, well, I, uh, I grew up in a Christian family. Like I said, I've been attending uh, this church since uh, a young age. I heard and accepted the gospel at a young age. I saw different periods of, of spiritual growth in my life in high school. It's there where I feel like I really decided to, to own my faith. Um, but as I entered, as I entered college, uh, I had my own plan for my life. Um, you know, as, as we... Uh, as we talk about life unexpected, really, I had what I expected in life, right? I was good at, at math and science, so I was going to Virginia Tech for an engineering degree because um, I'm like, look, I can go be an engineer. It pays well. It's going to set me up. I'm going to get a job. I'm going to earn money. I'm going to have a good life. I'm not going to like forget God on the side. I'll still like, you know, go to church. Um, I want to you know, have a family, whatever. I didn't you know, actively rebel against the Lord in the sense of, you know, what Mike Myers was talking about last night. Well, I went to college to party. I didn't, I didn't party. I didn't do anything wrong. But I had my, my expected path of this Christian American dream. Um, and, and God was a part of, of that, but he was kind of like a, a side dish in that. Um, you know, I, I went to church every Sunday uh, at at college, I was in a Bible study and involved with uh, crew or Campus Crusade for Christ, as it was called then. I read my Bible every day. I took notes and sermons. I didn't party or sleep around or anything like that. Um, but the way my life worked was, I I did my I did all, I went to all my classes, did my school stuff. God was a, li- a series of check boxes. I make sure I check check those boxes off. And then after that, after I've done those, those things, then whatever I want to do with my life and my time, that's, that's really up to me. And what I enjoyed doing at that time was playing a lot of video games. Um, and so that's what I did. I went to class. I did my homework. I went to church, did my God things that made me a good Christian. And then I just, I easily played 40 hours of ga- video games a week my freshman year of college. Um, and you know, I, you know, and, and on the outside, you know, I'm a, I'm a good person, right? I like, there's, there's, you know, if, if you, you know, come to talk to, you know, college students, like, well, I wasn't involved in partying, come on, like, I wasn't doing any, I wasn't doing anything bad, and look, I'm going over here to church, that's good, right? But, you know, I had, I had heard enough of the parable of the talents and other sermons on um, how, you know, how we're supposed to invest our life in others, do something that's not just self-focused and all that sort of stuff. Um, and I knew that God wanted more for my life, but I was like, come on, I'm like, there's nothing bad in my life, right? I am clearly, I'm an above average Christian here if we're going on the curve, right? Like, I'm definitely, I'm above average. And I remember so clearly this one morning uh, towards the end of my freshman year. And I, I, I went into our study hall that was uh, across the, across the, uh, the hall from me, um, the study lounge, and I opened my Bible like I did every morning, 
And I'd heard, heard in some sermon somewhere along the way, hey, before you read the Bible, you should pray, God, teach me something today. You know, prepare yourself. And, you know, and I, I, was, I was like doing what I was told, right? So I just, I, I just showed us things. I remember praying, God, you know, as I read your word today, I pray that you would teach me. And I can't say that I heard an audible voice of God, but as close to an audible voice of God as I have ever heard responded, Aaron, why would I teach you if you're not doing what I've already told you to do? And that, when I heard that, it cut me like a knife because I knew exactly what God was talking about. I knew that he wanted me to do something else in my life that wasn't just, hey, look, I'm going to school so I can make money. I'm playing my video games because that's where I have fun and God, you're just kind of my, my checkbox list. And so I, I went back to my room. In those days, you actually had to like, have like the CD or the disc to play your, play your game. And I went, and I just went through them, crack, 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 threw them in my trash can. One of my uh, hallmates walked by as I was doing it, and he thought I was going nuts. Um, and, and I went back to the study lounge, and it was kind of this like, uh, what do I do now? <laughs> um, but it was really this, God, if you created everything, if you were all-powerful, if you loved me enough to die on a cross for my sins, then I'm going to yield to your plan. You are Lord of my life. You're not just, you're not just hey, I, I'm grateful for my salvation because I get my free ticket to heaven. But if you did that for me, and you are the one who created everything, then you are the Lord of my life. And where I go and what I do isn't mine to say. It's up to you. You see, I was, um, I, I was on my, my expected path, my path that I thought was fine. Um, and, and I had my own vision for my life. But God was like, no, I'm not going to share my glory with another. He had a path for me that was more than uh, just video games. And and I remember being like, well, God, you know, what do I do now? And he's like, well, you know, there's all these people that live on your hall. You could actually like, talk to them. I know, novel concept. You could build a relationship with them. You could uh, tell, them about, tell them about me. And I, I spent most of the rest of my time at uh, Virginia Tech uh, getting to see a lot of my friends coming to know the Lord. And it was just a, a really, really sweet time. But part of, this, part of this life unexpected thing that I've seen in my own life is... I think we've been sold this American dream, right? That we need to have 1.2 kids, three cars, a white picket fence, a nice job, a good pension, a retirement program. We're going to just, you know, I'm going to get to the end. I'm going to just play golf for the last 20 years of my life. What, whatever. We should have no problems. If there's an issue in my life, I should have a pill or an easy, Staples easy button. Um, and we think it's really life unexpected, but it's really life as promised. I mean, Second uh, Timothy 3.12, indeed all, not just like some of us who want to live a godly life, all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. Um, it, it's, it's clear from one end of Scripture to the other that there will be obstacles and hardships along the way. It's not life unexpected. It's just life as I didn't want it. It's... it's uh, it's, it's really a life as God told us 
would happen. And man, I just am so, uh, yeah, I, I was so focused on that that I missed, uh, missed the bigger picture of what God had for me. And again, I, uh, as I was finishing out my time at Virginia Tech, really felt the call to, of the Lord uh, into ministry. Um, it really, I feel like, laid the foundation for who I am today as I was able to see, again, just a lot of my friends uh, come, to know, come to know the Lord and, and really grow in their faith. Well, fast forward to my, the, near the end of my senior year at Virginia Tech. I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do uh, when I graduated. But I, I, I'll be honest, I really wasn't putting any work into finding a job. And so what do you know? I didn't have a job, right? Um, when you don't actually apply for a job, you don't get jobs. Shocking. Um, I wasn't really putting that much work into figuring out grad school. When you don't apply to go to a grad school, no one accepts you. Um, and again, I mentioned I was involved with crew, and they were like, hey, you should come join crew staff. Um, just a quick sidebar on crew. I, I really love crew. It, has a huge, it had a huge impact on my life. Um, the, the challenge that I faced here, and uh, I think still exists a lot of ways today, is you have a lot of 24-year-olds giving life advice to a bunch of 22-year-olds. Um, and... I tell all my all, all students as they go off to college, like, hey, when you are trying to make decisions about your future, do not make the decisions around a bunch of other 22-year-olds. Find older counsel. Find the people who are actually where you want to be and go and meet with them. And I am very grateful in this moment um, that people like Bob, who was a mentor of me then uh, and still is to this day, uh, kind of gave me some perspective on the outside. Well, I'm, I'm finishing up at Tech, and I'm like, hey, I'm going to join crew staff. And I go to my parents and say, hey, I think I'm going to join crew staff. Well, that didn't sit so well with my parents. Uh, definitely the most heated debate I've had uh, with my dad ever was over this topic. Now, again, another sidebar. When I was offered a job at Reston Bible Church five years later, my dad said, Aaron, you'd be a fool not to take that position. Um, it's one of the reasons where I knew I was on the right track. Um, but my dad is like, this is a really bad idea. He gives me, gives me a whole, really four different reasons why it's a bad idea. Uh, for example, my wife, Abby, and I we were about to get married, and he's like, dude, this is not good for your first year of marriage to be in ministry like this. But it, what's going through the thought of, uh, of you know, we, we had our millennial last night, myself included. We got, the, we got the, hey, come on. I want to go serve Jesus here. Like, what is wrong with that? How could anyone be opposed to that? I want to go into ministry. Um, you know, I, it's not like I'm going to go, like, form a drug cartel or anything like that. Of course, this is what God would want me to do. Um, it's, you know, it's a spiritual thing to do. Um, you know, how could my dad and mom be opposed to me wanting to share Jesus with me, peop with people? I mean, are my parents even really Christians, right? You know, like, all these thoughts are going through my, uh, my young, entitled brain. And, but I was like, okay, Lord, let's talk about this. What do I do? And every, every time I asked the Lord, what do I do? What do I do? These are the verses that just flooded through my mind. Children, obey your parents in everything. It doesn't say in things you like. It doesn't say, it says in everything. For this pleases the Lord. It's like, God, what's the honoring decision to make? He says, this is the honoring decision. It pleases me when you obey your parents. Children, obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. 
Oh, what do I do? He says, what's right? Obey your parents. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise that it may go well with you, that you may live long in the land. And every time I, every time I wanted to say, these verses would flood, uh, flood to my mind. And I guess you took a key point from what I want to share about this life unexpected, God is expected theme. It's really this. When life is unexpected, what are the clear commands and promises of God that you need to fall back on? When life is unexpected, what are the clear commands and promises of God that you need to fall back on? I don't know what to do. Is there any promise that God, that I need to hold on to? Uh, you know, uh, you know, as Myers was talking yesterday, God doesn't necessarily like lead with you know writings on the in the sky or anything like that. He's just like, hey, take take some of these little steps of obedience. And it was hard for me. I, um, I was like, okay, Lord, this is what you want me to do. I'm going to yield. Now, I didn't have a job, so all my friends were going off and doing different things, and I headed home unemployed. It was embarrassing, humiliating. Um, all my friends at crew for years after this thought I'd you know, abandoned the faith, uh, dealt with a lot of humiliation. And it wasn't just a, like a one-time decision. It was you know, submission to God and his authority. It was over months of me sitting unemployed in my parents' basement being like, well, did I make the right decision? And constantly having to be, okay, yes, you're right, Lord. I, I did, I did. Uh, I'm going to submit to you even when I don't get it. Fast forward uh, two years having breakfast with a friend of mine, and we'd, we'd met a bunch. Um, and uh, he had done everything my dad, you know, if he was in the exact same situation I was in, basically chose, chose the other path. And it was one of the freakiest conversations I've ever had. Because as I was listening to my friend talk, he was going, I'm having this problem in my life. I was like, Check, number reason number one, dad told me not to do that. And I'm having this problem in my life. Check, reason number two, my dad told me not to do it. I'm having this problem in my life. Check, I mean, it was like freaky because I was like, did you and my dad talk about this in advance? Like how, I mean, how are you like word for word uh, uh, sharing what, what my dad told me? And I got in my truck after that conversation as I was driving to work. Uh, I just picked up my old cell phone and said, hey, Dad, thanks. Um, you know, fast forward, uh, fast forward uh, 18 years to today, and one of, the, one of the things I was told over and over um, when I was debating this, they were like, well, if you don't go under, on, join crew staff now and go into ministry now, you will never go into ministry. And... And I don't say this, don't take this in any arrogant way. This is just something I feel like the Lord has encouraged me in. And I'm not saying this is like some rule of law or anything like that. So don't, don't take any, don't make any large yeah, for, determinations of doctrine based on this statement here. But of the about 20 of my friends that I know went into ministry right out of college in crew and other things like that, there are depending on you count it, one, maybe two of them that are still active in ministry. And I, I look back to that promise. This is the honor your father and mother. This is the first command with a promise that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. I was like, Lord, you are setting me up 
for a lifetime of service instead of having me sprint, do something for two, three years. And, and I just, those are the things that as I look back and I see the faithfulness of God. And again, I'm not trying to make some big statement about you know, college students going to minister or anything like that. This is where I think the Lord is clearly speaking uh, to me. And when life was unexpected, what are the clear commands and promises of God that yeah, I need to fall back on? Uh, final story for you. Fast forward to 2013. Um, here's my family in the summer of 2013. Been on staff for about five years at the time. And um, there's some good Christians in this world. There's some spiritual giants. And then the elite are in youth ministry. Okay? Just to let you know that. Um, you know, there, was a, there were a lot of ways where I feel like I, I had really seen God's faithfulness. We had just moved into our house right across the street from RBC. Um, uh, spiritually, I feel like, man, things are just really going well. I'm doing things right. Um, my wife and our family, we had just had taken in this 18-year-old young man who had no family that couldn't take care of himself. And so we have him in our life. I'm like, man, I'm doing like all the right like Jesus, like spiritual stuff, right? And one morning, my wife is like, oh, my neck's kind of stiff. Oh, so, and the next day, a couple days later, she's like, I feel like there's a little like, lump. My neck's still like stiff. And since she was, she was talking to one of her doctor friends, like, hey, you need to go t- check that out. And, um, and I still remember it so clearly. Um, there was this week, I was taking this week-long uh, intensive seminary class. And that one day that week, she was going to have a biopsy, and they were like, yeah, we're going to take a few cells out, you know, we'll tell you in a week, but, it, you know, there was this whole thing, well, like, it really can't be that serious, I mean, like, we're young, you know, my wife and I, we ran a lot of half marathons in good shape, and, you know, everything, that's probably some fatty tissue or something, it'll go away, blah, 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 blah. I remember sitting in my seminary class that day, and my phone rings, and look at it, and it's from Abby, and we kind of have this system. If she calls once, you know, and I'm in a meeting, I can ignore it, right? If she calls a second time right after that, you need to step out of whatever meeting you're in, and you need to talk to me. And she calls again, I open it, and she's like, uh, so, you know, the test results you weren't supposed to get for a, a week or more. She's like, yeah, so I have Hodgkin's lymphoma. And Praise God, my wife is doing really well now. Uh, but that started a, a whole process of months of chemo, our world flipping upside down. And, and actually, I, I think the, the emotional t- turmoil that went with that, um, that lasted for at least two and a half years after, is far worse than a lot of the physical impacts uh, of cancer on her body. Uh, it was really a, a hard two and a half years I remember that phone call and my thoughts after that call and a lot of, so many times over the next two and a half years where I'm like, God, I have, I was doing everything right for you, right? Like, you know, Paul list can list, off, list that off his spiritual accomplishments. I'm listing off my spiritual accomplishments. This is what I did for you. 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 And this is how you repay me, God? You're really going to do this in my life? Now, 
I should have preached myself the whole, you know, what I've read in 2 Timothy or John 16, 33, in this world you will have trouble. Um, you know, in this picture, I put up this picture because in this picture, we look so composed and pretty and everything. Uh, this is taken about two weeks after her diagnosis, right before she's about to start her first uh, chemo treatment. And, um, and there's, we look, we look all happy, right? Everything's perfect, you know, great family picture that could go up on a wall. The reality of this picture, as we're taking these pictures, I'm like, man, is this the last family photo we're ever going to take? This last picture, my wife, my wife wanted these pictures because she's like, hey, I don't know if I'm going to have hair after this. Um, am I going to be parenting my three kids solo, right? I mean, you can see their ages uh, at the time. I look great. But man, on the inside, I'm like, God, oh my goodness, what is going on here? And again and again over this period, God broke me from what I expected him to do, what I thought he, I deserved in life, and brought me down to court, two core truths. My God is God, and my God is good. And the number of days where I'm like, I don't know what to do today, God's like, hey, what do you know? Well, God, I know that you're God, and I know that you're good. I know that you're God, and I know that you're good. I know that you're God, and I know that you're good. And because those things are true, I'll be faithful to what you told me to do today. How do I, I'm going to love my wife today. I'm going to care for my kids today. I'm going to serve my church today. Why? Because you're God, and you're good. And I don't, I don't, I still to this day don't have like the flood-like picture of like the map of why all these different things happened in my life. I can't tell you. I have some ideas, maybe a few little glimpses. I don't really know. It was really a real challenge in my world. But the number of days where I just bowed my knee and said, God, you're God and you're good and I trust in those truths today. And because I trust in those truths today, I'm going to submit to all your other commands. I'm going to submit to, again, to loving my wife, caring for my kids, investing in other people, serving other people, because you're God and you're good. I don't have some great story like I do after, uh, from the other, sto- or the other stories where two years later or 18 years later I, I saw this. I probably won't have them all, uh, and many more until eternity. But those are my anchors. And I just encourage you, when life is unexpected, what are the clear commands and the promises of God that you need to fall back on? For me, a lot of it rests in these two verses. For as high as the heavens are, higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his steadfast love towards those who fear him. I'm going to pray for us. God in heaven, I thank you that you are God. I thank you that you, the sovereign Lord of the universe who created everything by just speaking, came into this world, lived a perfect life, and died on a cross for my sins. 
God, I was separated from you. I had no hope, but you entered my world. You entered my mess and you died for me and, and you rose to give me life. And so God, may our hearts today be full of praise, be full of worship to you, be full of just adoration of how awesome and good of a God you are. God, may we rest on those truths of your, your sovereignty, your power, your just godness. I'm in rest on the truth of your goodness, regardless of, of what unexpected circumstances come in our life and our world. We love you, and we're grateful for you today. In your sons, let me pray. Amen.